You're listening to Commissioning Conversations, the podcast brought to you by Broadcast Intelligence. Hi, and welcome to Commissioning Conversations. I'm Alice Redman. And I'm Heather Fallon. And we are both reporters and researchers for the Commissioner Index. This week, I spoke to Sky's Director of Documentaries, Poppy Dixon. And I spoke to our subscribers, First Look TV, about what they're up to, how they use CI and true crime. So, hi, Alice. Hi, Hev. So, we have two pretty great podcast guests this week. Um, lots of interesting things being said by them. So, let's be brief with our chit chat and get right into your green light of the week. Well, I actually really struggled with the green light this week. I thought there was loads of really good commissions to choose from. Uh, we're very spoilt for choice. There are a lot of good slates. There's a really good YouTube slate. Uh, I'm slightly embarrassed by how much I was loving the BBC daytime slate. I don't really think that I'm their target audience, but yeah, apparently I'm a sucker for home renovation and walking formats. So judge me there as you will. <laughs> I know I did put in our script notes. Is your green light of the week the walking show? Um, <laughs> it nearly the, was. <laughs> Heather messaged me like this this show is so wholesome where people take each other on different walks and they get rated on the how good their walk was and their the picnic. quality of their picnic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it just sounds so lovely. Um, and I definitely will be watching it. But the one that I ended up going with was the Misinvestigations of Ramesh Ranganathan. So it's a spin-off of the Misadventures format. And this time he'll be kind of taking his hand to true crime. And I loved the Misadventures. I rewatched the whole thing during lockdown because I desperately just wanted to go away. <laughs> but I think he did a really good job in the Misadventures of having a slightly deeper level of factual to things where he was really funny. And obviously it was a comedic travel log, but he did also kind of look at the more serious topics of being a person that goes traveling in different areas and politics of those countries and it looks like he'll do a similar thing with this where he'll look at wider societal questions about some of the deaths so he's looking at like Jimi Hendrix and Tupac and I think it'll be yeah I think it'll be really fun but also be serious enough to not feel completely silly so yeah good job Catherine Catton. Mm, that sounds super interesting I'm kind of now like that also could have been my green light of the week. <laughs> I really missed that on PI. Yeah. We were spoiled for choice this week. It was really so cool. many programs being greenlit. But I personally, so this was greenlit exactly a week ago from us recording. So it's just <laughs> scooting into my green light of the week. I'm really excited for Channel 4's Jeremy Kyle history series coming from Blast, who made the Jade Goody documentary, The Reality Star Who Changed Britain, which was you know just so done so well and like so an amazing interesting. Talk. Yeah. And again, it's greenlit by Elise Pomroy, who has just such an interesting remit when it comes to history, because she's really focused on the contemporary stuff. So she's done Jade and she's also greenlit The Spice Girls and then now Jeremy Kyle. Um, you know, like Jade looked at this specific time and it really is focused on 
culture and generally, but more like the press and the media and the attitude towards women, all of that stuff, which is really interesting. Spice Girls is obviously looking at like kind of modern feminism and girl power and things like that. And then Jeremy Carl will look at kind of like culture and the history of Britain. Again, I just think like as a trilogy to look at Britain today and like well recent history, I just think it's so interesting. Um, I'm yeah. very here for more of it. And like when she she did called out for her in a brief about a couple of months ago saying she wanted more of this, but it had to be different. And I was like, oh, where else can can you go? And then like the answer was actually right in front of television. Um, in yeah. that it was television's hottest topic, Jeremy Carl. Yeah, she's really tapping into that that zeitgeist at the moment. And I I can't I don't know anyone who hasn't seen an episode of Jeremy Kyle that grew up in the UK. It was such a staple and even though it was I mean a very problematic show, everyone will have seen an episode, even if they absolutely hated it. So it's a really interesting lens to then look at wider issues. And yeah, I thought that was a really great commission as well. Maybe we'll have a little viewing party. Oh, I think we will. I miss yeah, it, this is one of those things that I where I feel like I miss screenings um the most. Absolutely. And I'm genuinely so excited. I remember going to the screening of Jade and that was amazing because it's such a good excuse to go and sit and like Obviously, you're there for press reasons, but it's also just a good excuse to see something before anyone else and give it your full undivided attention and have a great Q&A afterwards. Like, yeah. And then talk to people afterwards and be like, what did you think of this part? So socializing. Amazing. (laughs) Although I (laughs) I do have a strong memory of going to the Michael Jackson and me Channel 4 screening and they gave us a break between part one and part two and I was in the queue for the loo and it was like me and like three or four other girls and we were all just like so (laughs) (laughs) this is like because obviously it was on a cinema screen as well like it was very intense um less mingling in that one because like Mm. afterwards everyone just it was a Monday morning as well and everyone just went home (laughs) back to the office like okay yeah cool (laughs) But anyway, yeah. enough yeah. on our heavy miss- topic for a Monday. I know. But yeah, that's enough on our missing of events and screenings. <laughs> um, and you spoke to Poppy Dixon this week from Sky, who is also doing some amazing things in the documentary space. Shall we have a listen? So you've taken the position of chief of docs for Sky Docs, Sky Nature, Sky Crime and Sky History to a smaller extent. Could I ask you to wind through what each of the channels are looking for and what the differences between each of them are? I know that the titles are slightly self-explanatory, but I'm sure it'd be helpful to kind of go through each one. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I mean, they are, they are quite self-explanatory, but, they, you know, there's, there's also crossover. Um, I mean, I'll start with Sky Docs, um, because that's sort of probably where the, the bulk of our commissioning lands. And um, I mean, really, we, you know, we see Sky Docs as the a sort of destination for premium feature docs and limited series. So, um, we're really, it, it's not a kind of broad factual channel. We're not looking for current affairs, presenter led, um, you know, constructed factual, anything like that. We're really looking for narrative driven, um, sort of really strong storytelling and all sort of either 90 minute films or those sort of limited box set series that, um, you know, with a story that arcs across multiple episodes. Um, 
and that's you know that's the that's the sort of um i guess the format that we're looking for for, for sky docs in terms of um kind of themes and subjects it's it's pretty broad and um, you know broad um audience base um we're we're looking for um sort of definitive biographies um you know this could be something like uh tina turner which is you know our, our most successful sky original yet actually which was a, a brilliant feature doc um or we're just announcing a three-part series on mother Teresa, which is a, a great example of a, a sort of definitive biography that looks a little deeper and on peels back the layers that perhaps people don't know about um this you know much loved figure so so yeah bi biographies and sports as well sports biographies and um, bruno versus tyson was a um, a big success for us and we have um, a number of other and sort of sports films in the works, including a, a couple that we're just announcing this week, such as Right to Fight, which is a brilliant story of sort of two female boxers in the 1970s in New York who were struggling to be taken seriously or to, or to be given a license to, to box, box professionally. And they sort of changed the course of history by, by winning that license. Um, but, you know, the struggle them wasn't over at that point you know it was still an era where things weren't weren't easy for women so that's that's a really exciting film from from raw and a, and a great example of the sort of sports area and then we also look for crime we do look for crime and, and sort of scandal on sky documentaries i'll come on to sky crime in a minute but sky docs it's really it, it could be that Ghislaine maxwell is a series we've got coming up Ghislaine maxwell epstein shadow which covers the you know, the story of this woman who is alleged to be Jeffrey Epstein's madam, if you want to call, call it that, um, and then sort of tracks the, um, the case against her, um, which I think will be, I mean, there's a lot of projects in the works about Ghislaine Maxwell, but we, we think yeah. this is going to be the first out. Interesting figure. It's, it's such an interesting story, yeah, and they've got um, some great answers, some great interviews in there. And then on the sort of crime side, so we look for, you know, heists and capers and those, you know, sort of white collar crimes or um, stories of sexual abuse, Me Too, those kind of stories might land under this um, kind of bucket as well. I'm trying to think of an example, well, an example actually that just launched last night and had a very successful first night was Liverpool Narcos, which is a... Mm. Um, great three-part series about the drugs trade yeah um, really interested in that yeah it's um, it had a it had a really great um overnight with the sky dog so we're really looking forward to seeing how that does um in the 28 days and then the other one of the other sort of areas we look for for sky dogs is what we call kind of news adjacent or contemporary history and it's it's the sort of stories that you'll recognize from you know the last 20 30 maybe 40 years we're not we're not going back super far we want there to be you know eyewitness testimony archive that sort of thing um so a great example of that would be positive which is a three-part series we have on the um aids crisis which will come out towards the end of the year for the 40-year anniversary of, of, of aids arriving in, in hiv and aids arriving in the uk um, and then the return, which is a um, feature doc, um, which is about um, ISIS brides who are sort of trapped in in, in camps in, in in a camp in northern Syria. So that features Shamima Begum. So it's a it's a it's a story that was in the news, but it's told um, 
it's, it's not told in a, in a sort of current affairs way. This is, you know, truly a, an intimate observational documentary um, filmed over the course of a year with these women. Yeah. And that's, I've probably gone on too long about no, Sky Documentary. No, not at all. The more the better, honestly. <laughs> um, that's a bit of an overview. And um, Sky Crime is very much a, a sort of true crime channel. It really caters to those people who love a kind of twisty, turny, unravelling investigation. We really look for, uh, I mean, essentially the stories that we look for on Sky Crime are, are violent crimes against ordinary people. It's generally murder and, and sort of unsolved or solved murder investigations. Uh, we look for, sometimes they're, they're, they're quite famous cases. We've got a, a series coming up from Mindhouse um, about Jeremy Bamber case, which a lot of people will know, um, that has never really been told in a, in a, in a sort of definitive three-part doc series. So we're excited about that. And we also, for Sky Crime, so we have the, the, the kind of box set releases. We look for about six of them a year. And those are either, you know, famous cases or unknown, mm. um, shocking, twisty, turny cases that, that, um, that will get everybody talking. And we also have what we call adjudicated series, which are the, the sort of weeknight series, which are closed-ended episodes. It's the only place, really, in the factual arena where yeah. we're looking for those closed-ended episodes you know you can have a series of eight to ten episodes and they're sort of highly returnable repeatable um great uh great series to sort of satisfy those true crime lovers who, who come to the channel yeah. um and then sky nature uh we don't we don't commission a huge amount we we, we really lean on a lot of um acquired content for nature yeah. so we're doing probably three or four originals a year um, and we are we're looking for really blue chip natural history, um, you know, sort of original takes, um, uh, kind of really immersive natural history that takes you somewhere that you you know that you've not been, and and and, and kind of opens our eyes to the animal kingdom. Um, and and really, we're, we're sort of excited about new technologies and new ways of filming. Um, and uh, we've got a great series coming up with Steve Backshaw, um, Shark with Steve Backshaw, which will um, go out a bit later in the year. And so there'll be a mix, there'll be a, possibly a couple of presenter-led, but um, sort of leaning more into that kind of landmark narrator-driven future natural history. Um, and then Sky History, um, I, I don't actually look after Sky History day to day. It's Dan, so, isn't it? Dan yeah, um, yeah, people better to go to Dan Corn. Um, for Sky History and, and although it is now Sky History and a year ago it was just history um, you know their, their, their brief hasn't, hasn't really changed Yeah it was really nice to speak to Poppy she is one of the loveliest people that I've spoken to she's really really sweet and it was good to know a year into the job that she's still very excited and it's just good to get an overview of what's happening on Sky Docs Mm. I think the Sky Docs and the HBO Docs link um, just kind of gives it a proof of quality that it's going to be churning out some great things to sit alongside those really interesting HBO Docs. And 
she did tell you she was a fan of the podcast so she did hello poppy thank you (laughs) hello poppy thanks for listening and thanks for being on our podcast (laughs) but yeah keeping in the factual genre I also spoke to Will Hanrahan from First Look TV about his company producing true crime and also some of the ways he uses CI it's a hard thing what we do which is absolutely solid investigative journalism journalism based programming mm. it's it's really not common uh, i say this i say this regularly we are actually a first of tvi in particular we are a job creation scheme <laughs> we <laughs> we actually look look for ways to employ people <laughs> um, and because we're in the harder end of journalism um, the harder end of journalism is a hard place to be. So we're always looking for people who work in that area. So we tend to look for stories and then think, right, who's buying that sort of story? Now, we wouldn't have done that a few years ago. We'd have been classic. Let's go listen to what the commissioning editor wants to say and then gone back and tried to work for that. Mm. Problem is, you know, you're putting a lot of eggs in one basket there. You kind of, you hope your commissioning editor is going to say, oh, well, thanks. You're the only company that's come up with that fantastic new story. They don't do that. It's in my experience, it's much more of a partnership. Let's work together to find what we want. Yeah. Whereas we're out there in a different kind of uh, our approach has always been a bit off piste. We're saying, you know, we make a lot of true crime documentaries. Uh, and what we're saying is, you know, what are the binding elements of that specialist factual area? Such, for example, we just finished 52 one hour programs called Meet Mary Murder. We've done that, we're on our 52nd as we speak, you and I. We began that last April. So in 14 months, we've made 52 hours. Now, the only way we could make that is because you do the statistics. You kind of think, well, what's the most common form of civil union? Still, just marriage. Uh, What's the most common form of crime crime against women within spousal relationships the most common reason that women have been killed is because their partner has done it um and so we look at that concept and we say look that's that's a returning concept that can be turned into an affordable true crime brand and then we get the cases and then we look up ci and say who's the who's the person now sitting in this channel or that channel who might be interested in it and then we take it to them like that so that's the way we use it not everybody uses it that way. It's the way we use it. Yeah, definitely. I think it's a good way, idea first, good way to work. It's concept with us first and then yeah. who's buying that. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And obviously you attended our true crime event and you are a true crime expert. I wanted to ask how you found it. Do you know, um, I, I am, other people can call me an expert. For me, I'm still a wide-eyed, wide-eyed kind of in babe in the woods and this I the the truth is we didn't used to call it true crime when I first got into journalism we called it crime reporting and (laughs) and I'm still in that place and I look at the true crime and and, and listening to people at your true crime event I I kind of I listen and I think gosh boy this has become an industry and it's obviously it's a global industry there isn't I go everywhere oh I kid you not when we were allowed to travel I, I get off whichever plane in whichever country and go and switch on the TV. And our, one of our programs would come up with strange voiceovers. It was in Poland. And I switched on the telly. And one of the first programs was one of our programs, even up close, with a Polish uh, narrator. Um, and then I, I was in Mexico for a real screen. There was a, 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 a Mexican narrator on the same brand. 
where does it come from? Where is this insatiable appetite to know about crime come from? I really don't know. And what I took from that conference is there seems to be no lessening of that demand. Hmm. Um, and uh, it was well-organized, good people, really good people. What you also find in this genre, by the way, is you are working for some fabulous commissioning editors. I'm not just saying it. They're so uh, so into what they do, and they're so geeky. That, you know, there's no point in trying to sell them something that they don't know about. They probably knew before you. They're so clever. I love it. It's, I, it really, you're on your guard all the time to make sure that you do it properly. <laughs> and did you have a meeting after the panel? How was that? Well, I knew I knew to I knew two of the commissioning editors intimately. I knew I knew them because we <laughs> supply them. I supplied two of those people, and I did have a one-on-one afterwards with uh, uh, Dan at Five, who's a gentleman, really lovely bloke, um, and and that 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 really was good. I think it was good for for him as well, uh, you know, because he was able to. I don't think we'd met, and uh, he, he knew of some of the stuff that we did, and. He, wanted us to refine some of the stuff that we did for stuff potentially pitching for him. We've made a note of that while working on that. Lovely thing that. So you guys had set it up. Uh, we, we, you know, we, we networked. Um, we, we were able to learn something we didn't know. Um, and then five, we were able to learn something they didn't know about us. And yeah, it was just good. like that. Good. That's, that's always good to hear. And hopefully we could lead to a, our first post-CI event green light. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you may have already had it, actually. You may have already had it. Uh, I, I can't talk about that, but I think we are about to announce something post that. But uh, times being what they what they are, that's going through a massive mechanism of ticks and boxes mm. at the moment. Oh well, do keep us in the loop because we'd love to hear about it. And obviously, I cover I cover Channel Five for broadcast, so I would be first first. Wouldn't be that, with but... Channel Five, actually. Oh. It would be with Channel Five. Be a answer. That's that's breaking news. Be with another <laughs> channel, but. Um, yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Although we have really enjoyed working with uh, some of the channel people, yeah. people I say. yeah, I wanted to loop back actually to what you said about how true crime originally was called, you know, crime reporting and it's become this thing. What do you make of, because obviously there's a lot of press and attention given to the fact that true crime audience is now very like young female in its, um, in its highest demo. Like obviously it's quite a broad one, but young female audiences are driving to it. I just wondered what you made of that coming from having been there before that was such a large audience. If you work it out, if you sit down and analyse it, it shouldn't have surprised us. Hmm. I just don't think many of many of those who were clever, I don't put myself in that category, many of those who are clever and spotted the fact that, and it also depends on your definition of young, but let's say younger women hmm. um, just couldn't get enough of, of crime stories was ever thus actually so when, when you actually look back at the bigger demographics of people watching ITV drama crime or BBC drama crime no doubt that it was uh, a broad appeal but there was definitely a female skew uh, to that audience then there'd be odd programs like Morse and Foils War which men would like but most of the time Midsummer Murders you know all those light sort of drama treatments of, of this content they were female skewed and True crime, I think, grew out of that. Um, but I think I said this to a French, a French uh, intern that we had many years ago. Telling stories has been going on since people could start first blow paint through their fingers onto the walls. 
Mm. Um, you know, uh, that, that was a way of telling a story. Storytelling is as old as mankind or humankind, I should say. And then warnings about the bogeyman in the night. I think they were the first or second along <laughs> after that. So I think that's the category that we're in. True crime fits into that female skewed warnings of the bogeyman in the night. Um, I, I look at it a bit more of a journal, as a sort of a journalistic purist in a way. I, I kind of, I've always said this, and I sincerely mean it. Justice must not only be done, it must be seen to be done. We need to seek, as a sort of society, we need to seek confidence that the bad person has been locked up. Um, and we need to know our forces of law and order are working for us. Um, and, and I think that's the other thing about true crime. It, it tends to be retrospecting and finished. But I'll tell you something that and I think it's very astute of you, Alice, that you've raised, which uh, I think also brings in the reason why so many younger women particularly watch, and that's because of podcasts. Because mm. podcasts have utterly revolutionized our space. They've squished new sensibilities. And so I'm just literally, as, as we speak, I, I've broken off from writing a script. And I'm, I'm looking at some of the script lines and I'm thinking that's a pod, that's a podcast generation script line right there, um, but because you, you, I, I'm even going to search for it as we as we're going to, as we're chat to try and see if I can think of, of, of as an example. I think what we've done is our sensibilities have changed. Uh, uh, yeah, um, few murder stories offer the twists, turns, intrigues, and frayed edges of that of Tracy Richter. That's a podcast line right there. Mm. Um, and, and that's going to be a documentary, actually, that we're making for an American network. Um, and, and they will want that written that way when the time comes. So I think podcasts have really driven a whole new kind of ooh, level of interest in, in true crime. It's a kind of a, a benevolent if you're working in that concept area um, circle. But it's, you know, it's also a bit demoralizing. There's so much crime about Yeah. I also was going to um, ask, there was a bit of a debate in the panel about victims and how documentaries have traditionally portrayed victims and their growing kind of awareness of we have to treat the victims with the most respect instead of sensationalising the killer or, you know, the, the crime. Um, have you noticed a change throughout your years working in this space of, of how victims are treated in these documentaries? Hmm. Well, it's a really good, interesting question and the debate was really good too. Um... Look, I don't think the principles that I follow have have changed. I don't want to big myself up here. There's lots of journalists like me, you know, uh, who've been doing this for a long time. Um, I don't want to big myself up in saying that I haven't really changed my principles, which have always been the same. And that is I try to give the victim a voice. Um, and that that's still something I do. The sensationalism bit, you know, that's a lot to do with the channels that you work for. So the tone... Um, that a channel chooses to adopt when it comes to um, reporting true crime and, and making true crime programs. That's up to the channel. We just follow their brand lead. Um, in, in terms of what we as professionals here at First Look TV do, we always, I actually, we have pictures of the victims on the wall. We don't have pictures of the killers. We mm. have pictures of the victims. And we say that's the voice that we're trying to seek here uh, and, and to display. Um, it's a really, it's a changing, it's an area where there's a lot of change because you know, Ofcom are, are constantly reviewing their, their directions um, and uh, regulations. And, and I think Ofcom need to stay out of the space a bit more than they are at the moment, because the, the issue is this, who owns the justice system? Who, who actually 
pays for the police, the barristers, the courts, the judges, the immense cost of our justice system. And the answer is you and I do. Mm. Um, and we own the justice system, the Crown does in theory, but we own it as the funders of it. And I think we have a right, a right to know what's going on. And when you go into a courtroom, there it is, sacrosanct in every courtroom you will ever go to, the public gallery. It's important that justice is seen to be done. So accordingly, our programmes seek to give the victim's voice in, in a way where we're showing the justice system, warts and all, sometimes it's not as good as it should, should be, and we're doing it for the purposes of in, informing people enough to fight crime. And that's the principles that I've always worked to and I haven't changed that. Now, when you, you come along and, and you get organizations saying, you know, we've got to protect those, the privacy, for example, of those who are involved what I call collateral damage, you know, the people left behind and they are incredibly sincerely grieving people do you put their rights first? And that's a debate we have all the time. And in fact, we've just withheld a story for which we've got exclusive access to a range of people because it's too soon. The grief is just too soon. So we've self-censored on that one and held that one back. Um, even though we could make a, a really magnificent television documentary, we decided to self-censor. The warning for me on this one is we've all got to remember what came first and what came first was a public gallery in the justice system and that's got to be absolutely protected at all costs it's really important because if if criminals think they won't be displayed in reports on the radio and newspapers tv and in films that's a deterrent mm. it's a deterrent we've got to keep that deterrent going listen to me on a real soapbox aren't i i was gonna say that's just such an amazing answer it's brilliant thank you so much yeah i love speaking to will he had some amazing insight into true crime he also obviously enjoyed our true crime event which we host quarterly events where we speak to commissioners we have a panel and then we try and do some one-to-one meetings between our subscribers and the commissioners and I think it started some interesting conversations as I said in our when I'm speaking to Will we've yet to see a commission directly come out of these one-to-one meetings but we are ever hopeful and because it's exciting for us as well as it's exciting for the subscribers. Like, Yeah, you have to tell us if uh, anything comes through because we'll be eagerly awaiting that email. We will. But yeah, so we've had some great guests this week. And if you are interested in joining them in our wall of great guests, all of our guests have been great. Or if you want any more information about the Commissioner Index or just to chat to us, um, you can drop us a line at firstname.lastname at broadcastnow.co.uk. So that's heather.fallon or alice.regman. Yeah, and we'll be back soon with more. But until then, goodbye for now. Bye for now. Thank you for listening. We'll be back soon with another podcast. But in the meantime, be sure to check us out and all the latest commissioning briefs and programme green lines at broadcastintel.com. Bye.